Not I want to thank pot bongs. I haven't been uh, following the whole saga with uh, Jeopardy, the TV show Jeopardy. You know, they're trying out different hosts. From what I hear, again, I don't like to comment on what other people say, but they say that hands down, Dr. Oz was the best host of Jeopardy so far. That. He's engaging. He knows how to read the questions. I didn't see him. I, I didn't see him on I there. I didn't but this... see him either, so I can't say what I think of Dr. Oz. I like him as a person. And then they also said that Katie Couric did a really good job. But um, last night, I think Aaron Rodgers, the football player, who I don't really know. I know his brother was on The Bachelor. but Yeah, but he's a great quarterback. Yeah, well, I don't know what kind of broadcaster he is, but to fill Alex Trebek's shoes is a, you know, that's a tough assignment, quite frankly, but people said he wasn't that good. Some people told me. Who, who watched it? John, did you watch it? Was he any good? I saw a little bit of it. I mean, he was okay. He was a little was stiff. Nine. But this guy's the, he's the MVP of the National Football League. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he says he would do the job because he's such a geek and he loves the show. But he doesn't have like the presence that you're talking about. And, and Dr. Oz, Dr. Oz did a nice job. No doubt about it. But he's very, I don't know. He, he put off a lot of people on there. I know Will love Dr. Oz and thinks he's the slam dunk guy. But, uh, to me, again, I think they're just holding the spot for Ken. I've said it before. I'll say it again. They might Will, be rehearsing Ken. I don't know if he'll ever really fill those shoes. Ken Jennings will not be the host of Jeopardy. Um, I don't believe he will be. I don't think he's got it. Uh, again, I'm not a, uh, a regular viewer of Jeopardy. But, um, you know, well, what's the story on um, Dr. Oz? Good job. I thought he was the best one so far. Aaron Rodgers, not good last night, but it was his first time. Katie Couric, way too canned. Didn't feel like it. Seemed like he wanted it way too bad. Dr. Oz is definitely the most comfortable. Ken Jennings, like you've said, kind of feels rookie-ish. Right. just blinded by his love of Jennings. <laughs> I, I have no I have no love for Ken Jennings. I just think he's got the job. I think he's had it all along. I mean, it's it just makes way too much sense. I get what you guys are saying about the polish. I understand all that. This you also have to have audience, the voice. Man. They want, you they have want to Ken. have the voice. You have to have the voice, John. Because when you read questions and you have like an okay delivery, Mm-hmm. Or your voice is like not super like announcerish. It gets annoying. Like you gotta have somebody who doesn't get in the way. And by the way, uh, as far as Doctor Oz or you know being stiff, that's what made Alex Trebek great. He was stiff. Like he 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 was just like a robot reading those questions, and that's what made him so good. He was like a nice looking guy who read like a robot. That's it. Well, Game actually, over. he had some. Um, his voice varied, you know, a lot of people who are stiff, their voice stays the same and they never change their, you know, and all of that. He actually had some movement in his voice, but it wasn't over the top. He was a professional. And he was a great human being. I don't know how anybody's going to fill the shoes. I mean, now there's a homeless shelter with Alex Trebek's name on it. <laughs> <How can you laughs> I mean, every day I open the, you know, the newspaper to find out more of what Alex Trebek is doing now that he's dead. Why don't they just go to like Ryan Seacrest? I mean, he has every other job. Why not add another job? You know, by the way, I'm watching American Idol last night. And again, I don't watch the Kelly and Michael show, but how is Ryan Seacrest? 
hosting Kelly and Michael and also hosting American Idol. How hosting Kelly and Michael? It's Kelly and Ryan, wouldn't it be? <laughs> they didn't change the name. It's still Kelly and Michael, <laughs> my book. <laughs> um, no, seriously. Like Ryan Seacrest, I'm watching him on American Idol. They tape, they, they are live in California. Am I correct, John? Yes. Okay. So Sunday night and Monday night is American Idol night, live. Is he doing the Kelly and Michael show from California one day a week? Some of the earlier rounds are pre-taped. So I don't know what part of Idol they're actually at at this point. But, yes, he did that. You remember last, I think it was last year, he almost dropped dead from exhaustion because he was right. doing, you know, all these jobs. But to go from the Sunday, you know, from Idol to do an early morning show the next day, I have no idea how he does that. No yeah, I mean, idea. somebody must know what he's doing because he's got to be there live on Sunday and Monday night. It's when the audience is voting. It's the full live show. So the way my wife and I were trying to figure out, they must tape. They must go live at five o'clock in California because it airs at eight o'clock here. OK, so five o'clock to seven o'clock. He's doing the show. I guess Disney or somebody must put him up on a private jet with a bed. And I guess he sleeps all night and then he shows up on the Kelly and Michael show. Do you remember That's last year, though, Howard, so. his, his right? eye, like, popped out from exhaustion? Yeah. yeah the and he guy. was incoherent or he was not making <laughs> yeah. sense? He was like, and then his eye popped out of his head. Maybe he's an alien and his alien self almost showed. <laughs> so why not put him on Jeopardy? By the way, he would be good at it because he, he reads without fumfering. He has a nice voice. He's a radio guy. I don't know. He's too smiley well, for me. For he, he, smiley. Still, he still does that radio show, too. So, I mean, he's got quite a few jobs. The next, the next candidate, though, is interesting to me. Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper, if he wanted the gig, I think could get the gig. But I don't think he's going to. He'd be good. It. Anderson Cooper can read well. He has a good voice. He looks <laughs> good. What do you mean, huh? Yeah. I don't. Oh, does it ruin his, his, his credibility as a, as a news person? He's no, not that, anymore. That, you, nobody has credibility anymore. Yeah, That's those, right. Those they finally figured gone. out those <laughs> days are long gone. They finally figured out that news people are just actors. You know what I mean? They don't need right. to have journalistic uh, integrity. Nobody has bullshit. that anymore either. Yeah. And Anderson has the key ingredient. He has the white hair. You need that. That's <laughs> you good. You think look. that gives him gravitas? Yeah, gravitas, my favorite word. <laughs> well, Alex had that mustache, and that went a long, long way. People were very upset when he shaved that thing, if you remember. When he shaved it off, it didn't look like Alex Trebek anymore. He did lose some gravitas. <laughs> but then he got the gray, and that gave him back gravitas. Gave him back gravitas. <laughs> well, he was salt and pepper, so he had partial gravitas. <laughs> gravitas. 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 Um, what, uh, uh, Kiefer Sutherland, what is your favorite word? Gravitas. Thank you. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so. Yeah, I really do. Does anyone really know? I don't want any bullshit answer. Does anyone know how Ryan Seacrest is doing his radio show than doing it? You know what it is? Like, I see he gets these girlfriends, but they all leave him, and they're hot and everything, because I think this guy just loves working. He just wants to work. He's married to his well, work. Well, you know he what loves happens? Shows. I'm sure he has the, the romance period where he's dating them, 
and yeah, he's showing Bucky. them a lot of attention. And then Bucky. he moves them in. Yeah. And he's never home. Right. <laughs> and then they're like, what's going on? How are we going to progress? I'm, my <laughs> eggs are drying up. I'm like, fuck you and your egg. Yeah, my eggs are hatching. <laughs> yeah, while your eggs are drying up, I'm, uh, I'm in the middle of a <laughs> tremendous career. I think he's very money uh, or driven, like, yeah, very money oriented. I mean, listen, we all want to make money and that's sort of how we're evaluated. But I think he keeps taking these jobs because I know guys who know him and they were always like, how come Stern makes more money than me? And, you know, I got to well, have 17 in one place. Maybe you could make some money. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody dude. knows how to find you. Well, the reason I make more money than you, if you want to be, if you want the honest answer, I'm just more talented than you. Like you just, you're a good announcer and you're a nice looking guy, but there's a lot of guys who do that. But you know, I, do. I think he, he well, realizes he how lucky he is. Right. You know, I think, I, see, he, I, think, I think you're I right. With the, he has a I, picture of Brian Dunkelman up on his wall and goes, that's what I could have been. If I, I think, I think he looks at himself and says, you know, there's a lot of announcers out there. I'm lucky. I'm a good looking guy. I got tapped into this American Idol thing. And, you know, now a lot of people want me and I'm going to I'm going to work every job they offer me. I don't care because this is this is too. Un, this is remarkable. Right. Um, and he doesn't I, have I've to get always it. found something disturbing about him. Well, he doesn't and have I to get into a, one of these days. We're going to discover that he was on massive drugs or something. <laughs> I don't think so. I think he's like really good at reading and, and he's good at what he does. He's a good, a good, solid announcer. But the hours, Howard, and flying well, and doing all well, the crazy crap. That's a, sign also, of, uh, that's a sign of real trouble. I mean, yeah. add in you know. all the red carpet stuff that he he just stopped doing. He would do red carpet for every single event. And yeah. he took over for Dick Clark on New Year's Eve. I think once he Will's was right, even doing that E! News at one time while he did the morning show. And then he's doing Kelly and whoever pro produced the Kardashian show. I mean, I think he got the opportunity after American Idol and he took advantage of every single one and said, I'm going to either, you know, still be standing or drop dead, but I'm not turning down any of this stuff. I think he and read, like, I think he met Dick Clark and saw that Dick Clark was a mogul and Dick Clark had all these shows and everything. And he wants to be like a Dick Clark Jr., you know, but whatever. I just want to know, how is he doing American Idol and then doing the, the Kelly and Michael Strahan show? Well, if day. he really is live and in person, they have to be flying him back and forth. Red right. eye. It's got to be a red eye every week. So yeah. what you're saying is he has the ability to sleep on the plane. Is or he take taking... drugs to knock himself out and then take drugs to wake himself up. I don't know. With all, with all his jobs, like when he's off the air, he's probably just sleeping. I mean, think about it. He's like nonstop doing work. So I think that's probably welcome for him. Five, six hours where he could just pass out and, and. But what's the end game for this kid? I mean, like what, like what's his end game? He's a good looking guy. He could be fucking like crazy. To me, the end game is fucking. So what, what's his, what's his thing? I mean, just working to, cause he's, yeah, he's not fucking. Well, he has these beautiful women yeah but they leave girls not everybody wants a whole love story where it ends with we're together forever some people just need somebody there whenever they wake up look at this ryan seacrest has been growing olive oil trees and may get into the olive oil business i mean oh my God. <laughs> you know what i mean i mean like dude what is that wait 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 what is that exactly now he's got to have his name on a bottle like, right. you know, he's got to have the olive oil.
Who knows? Anyway, if anybody knows the answer. Well, I mean, what more answer do you want? I want to know how he's doing that fucking morning show with Kelly and Michael. And how is he doing how the do you imagine American he's Idol? Doing it? He's lying. I don't know. That's what I'm asking. How he is he doing to be that? There. So what does he do? They fly him in a jet and then he jets there and then he runs over to the Kelly show? Yes. How much maybe does they, he get paid for that? Like maybe like they what? Ha- Howard, maybe they pre-tape, you know, Kelly once in a while the next day. So that's oh. in the can. That's but I, don't I think, think he's so. doing it live. I think he's doing it all live. Well, now, I'll dig a little is more he still it. doing the morning show in Los Angeles la, uh, while this is all going on? That's the question. Yeah. There you go. There's a lot of questions. <laughs> must How not do any that prep. Can he come on and just answer the question? Exactly. I mean, or, is he, or is he against us or something? Like, he, I probably goofed on him enough times that he thinks I'm a bad guy. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I like him. I mean, I don't, I've met him a few times. He's a nice, he's been on our show. I like him. I mean, You're not I got the greatest to be. judge of people. You've said right. everyone's a nice right. guy. How <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a bad, terrible. I'm a bad judge of people. What do I know? <laughs> I don't know. This, is, this, this is from the Hollywood Reporter. It says when the audition shows were have were happening, he travels Wednesday afternoon. They do two shows in New York. Then the auditions are in San Diego. He goes right to the taping through Saturday, and he comes back to New York on Sunday for live. So he <laughs> is flying back and forth nonstop. Yeah, but American Idol is on Sunday night and Monday night, and the Kelly show is on Monday morning. So how is that going on? In other words, on Monday he flies back. He go. So what you're saying is Sunday he does American yes. Idol in California. He gets on a plane and does the show with Kelly on Monday morning. Then he gets on a plane, goes back to California for Monday night's uh, American Idol. Then Correct. he gets back on a plane right after American Idol, flies back and, and sleeps on the plane and goes... Get the fuck out of here. That's Correct. crazy. Look, look, if, if Kelly ends like around noon, he gets on the plane, which is nine in the morning, West Coast time. By the time he come gets on, there, come on, with come the on. Time ch- I'm, I, Howard, I'm telling you, that's what he's doing. You realize what you're saying? You're saying that this guy single handedly is responsible for global warming. I mean, he's taking so many planes. <laughs> <laughs> what is this guy and there's only to? one person on that plane. Yeah, what, right. How inefficient. Or he's maybe, maybe that's, but maybe that's when he bangs. He gets these girls right. on the plane. I don't know when he's banging, but what's the point if you're not banging? Well, I know he's down in in Mexico uh, vacationing with some beauty uh, a while back. There you go. Howard, I don't think know, he's against, he's, I don't think he's against the idea of doing our show. But oh, he's you're, he's always busy. And yeah, when's he going to do it? The, 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 <laughs> no, the last time we had him on was when we first got to Sirius, and the only way we could get him on was we had a simulcast with him. Like, we were on when his show was on. I see. Well, tell him we want to talk to him about his schedule. You know, no ball busting. I mean, I just want to know how he's pulling it all off. Because we don't think it's humanly possible. Will you, uh, will you take a call from a plane? Yeah, the only way I, I don't care. I just want the schedule. I don't need a whole long interview. Like, what happens if there's well, a storm and the plane is delayed? I mean, that's a there's a lot of flying time involved there, and I mean that's that's a lot to coordinate. Yeah, that, that's all. You know, why can't they do? And why American... would they? Why would he do it? Money. He already had all that stuff he was doing in Los Angeles, and then he took a job in New York. Wants money. 
he's probably saying to himself, this is ridiculous. I'm a radio announcer and I'm they're, they're paying me to right. do every job in show business. So, you know, a lot. And maybe his eyeball popped out from all those, from all that flying. Cause it was like, well, there's a lot of plane. pressure all in the pressure. air in that cabin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was reading, uh, on my fountain pen, uh, they say, do not fly with your fountain pens, you know, full because they will explode. I think that's what happened to his eyes. Eyes like a fountain <laughs> pen. He's on that plane so much. <laughs> that's what's going on there. Hey, by the way, and, uh, the fan feedback, there's a lot of fan feedback from Monday's show, let alone, uh, um, let me see what I got here. What? Oh, this is a, this is from hey, Howard. Real quick, yeah. I so I just looked at yesterday's show. Yesterday's live with Kelly and Ryan, and at the bottom it says previously recorded. Oh, I see. So okay, I think they're pre-taping a lot of stuff. But that sounds so like he a hassle. has made them pre-tape every Monday show. <laughs> I I don't while know. <laughs> American Idol is on. Maybe and Tuesday. Well, I got he I can't wait for he, can, he can't make him do. They can't make him. He can't make anybody do anything. That's Kelly's show. If uh, she could fuck him up, <laughs> it's all ABC too. So you know, you wonder if it's if he, and the Dick Clark thing is ABC. So I wonder if he's got I don't know some kind mm -hmm. of global contract that covers it all. I don't know, but it makes sense for the Monday show to be pre-taped. All right, I bet it's you those sort two of hate each other. I bet you they <laughs> hate each other, Kelly and um, Ryan. Well, they were supposed to be good friends before. No. Uh, I heard no? it. By now, they hate each other. Oh, it's the friendship. I see it. Apart. I've seen the show a few <laughs> times. I can tell. She's had it with him. He's annoyed. I can tell. Really? Why is yeah. she annoyed that he's working so much and she has to pre-tape shows? <laughs> Just annoying. He's, he's he annoys her. <laughs> Who's to say why? But. Uh, yeah. Anyway. I don't like that hair. Beth says she liked the hair. Yeah, she likes it. All right. She likes the messy but then, look. But then again, she likes me, so. <laughs> I asked her point blank. I said, honey, you still like me? You know, you spent a year with me in the house. Not many people could tolerate it. She goes, honestly, you're a lot. She told me I was a lot. <laughs> Oh, really? The other day. <laughs> the other day, I guess I'd been complaining. I was down about the food I have to eat, about my health, my this, my that. You know, I, I walk around the house moping, and I'm at, and then she said to me, she looked at me, she goes, you're a lot. Oh. I go, that doesn't sound very good. She goes, no, you're just a lot to handle. And I go, I am? I go, well, you're a lot to handle. She goes, how so? And I go, I don't know, but I imagine you are. <laughs> Seems to me you are. <laughs> she was listening, you know, that I'm a lot to handle. I thought maybe she had it with me. And and I and I, I, I didn't know what else to say. I just go, you're a lot to handle. And then she went, how so? And I, I go, animal rescue. She goes, well, how is that a lot for you to handle? I go, I don't know. I don't even have an answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm no just, argument. <laughs> I'm just fighting for my life here. <laughs> well, why would it be okay if she was a lot to handle and you're a lot to handle? Is that a defense? I don't know. I just felt bad that I'm a lot to handle. And I know she's right. I am a lot to handle. I'm you very negative. You've about yourself a long time, haven't you? I thought you were all lying. I, I didn't know. <laughs> I really did. I didn't know I was a lot to handle. <laughs> I, thought I, was, I thought I was fun, but I'm really not. I know it now. 
everybody liked um, this is some old fan feedback. I'm just reading you everything I got. Everybody liked Bob Odenkirk from Better Call Saul, from uh, Breaking Bad, yeah. from the movie Nobody. Um, suffice to say, there was an avalanche of good vibes from Bob Odenkirk, if you remember that show. I would never write the show, even with all the incredible interviews that Howard has done, but I had to reach out to say how much I appreciate you having Bob Odenkirk on. I love how deep the conversation went, the genuine laughter, the joy people have when they come on and get to speak to Howard is very touching, isn't that nice? Um, This guy claims he got to his office and stayed in his car listening to Bob Odenkirk. He just came across as a real down-to-earth dude. That Jeremy Irons story was so good, I could have listened to you talk to Bob all day. Okay. A lot of people are upset that uh, I keep telling Jason to throw out stuff in my archives. Why? Um, they feel they want it. Uh, very stupidly, I, I started years ago saving everything from the show. Everything from like like a pair of underwear that we used on a set or... And it just got overwhelming. I mean, I have warehouses full of shit, and I've recently had Jason throw things out. Uh, but a lot of fans say, come on. Howard, I'll take that Ramones album off your hands. It doesn't belong in the trash. It belongs in a museum. Uh, Howard, one man's trash is another man's treasure. It kills me to think you're going to toss all that stuff from your storage unit. I'll take some. Please, please, please do not throw away all your stuff, Howard. How about an auction for charity? Or better yet, open up that Stern Show Museum. I'll be first in line. Because, I, you know what, I'm not going to sit there and charge you guys money, and even if it is for charity. I don't care. Just It's too much hassle. Just throw all that and shit out. And you're not going to sell it. You're not going to do anything with it. No. I mean, I'm just going to get rid of it. By the way, Richard Christie was inspired when he heard me saying throw it out. Because whatever Jason brought up, I said, throw it out. Let's clear out that warehouse. Throw it out. That he made a phony phone call using my throw it out. <laughs> he somehow incorporated that into a phony phone call. Let's listen in. Hello, Antique. Yeah, hi, Antique Store. Yes, how can I help you? Yeah, hi, my name's Rusty, and I'm here with my dad. I'm your daddy! And we're cleaning out our attic, and we have some junk that might be worth something. Can we tell you what we have before we throw it in the wood chipper, see if it's worth anything? Uh... Well, over the phone may be difficult, but what do you have? Oh, that's okay. Just do your best. Um, the first thing I have here is we have a Beatles lunchbox signed by all four Beatles from 1967 in perfect condition. Throw it out. Get rid of it. Dad's saying throw it out. Well, you definitely don't want to throw that out. Throw it out. I'd say that's worth between 500 and $1,500. You know what it's worth? Three cents. Throw it out. All right, Dad, you're the boss. Into the wood chipper. Oh, my God. I hope that wasn't an authentic Beatles lunchbox. I'm doing just fine without it. Well, he just wants a clean attic. That's right. Oh, look here, Dad. It's a 1936 Joe DiMaggio rookie card signed by Joe himself. Number one of one. It's the only one to exist, I guess. Let me double check with the lady, see if it's worth anything. Don't double check. Throw it away. Throw it out. Listen, if you really do have a Joe DiMaggio rookie card, it would be worth a fortune. Who cares? Out. I wouldn't even have the money to pay you for what it's worth. What am I doing in this and that? Throw it out. You got it, Dad. Into the wood chipper. What are you doing? 
You really have these items. The last thing you should be doing is throwing them into a freaking wood chipper. I won't hear of it. Well, Dad don't care about the money. He just wants to have a clean attic. You should see. I'm sitting with all of his garbage. What you're describing to me sounds nothing like garbage. All you'd have to do is bring it in here and I'd pay you anything that was valuable. No, throw it all out. Oh, look here, Dad. A magazine mint condition in a Mylar bag throw never opened. A Playboy throw number one with somebody named Marilyn Monroe. Throw it out. No, do not throw that in the wood chipper. Filthy, dirty magazines. God knows where they were. Well, Dad's saying it's a dirty magazine. I guess it's got to go into the wood chipper. If you're telling me the truth, that magazine is worth thousands of dollars. No, throw it out. Do not throw that magazine away. Oh, this is ridiculous. You obviously don't want to sell any of this stuff. 90% of this shit was garbage. This phone call was garbage. I want everything thrown out. Throw it all out, and I wouldn't even miss it. You and your dad are morons. Bye. Bye. <laughs> uh, Ronnie got a lot of fan mail, too. Ronnie continues to get support from the fans. He's going through a very stressful time in his life, as you know, Robin. People uh, responded to him going through the stress of moving and selling That's right. and all that stuff. People like Ronnie. I just wanted to express my support and respect for Ronnie. I used to think he was a jerk, but after years of listening to him, I have a better appreciation and respect for Ronnie. I now realize how much I enjoy hearing him and listening to his sex advice and life advice. Well, there you go. You'll never go wrong listening to Ronnie on any of those topics. I have a great deal of empathy for what Ronnie is going through right now. He is experiencing some big life changes. I support Ronnie and his happiness. He's been a very loyal and dedicated friend to Howard and the show. Uh, by the way, Howard, I like Ask Ronnie. The new feature works. I hope Ronnie continues giving his advice. He has a lot of life experience, and he can help many people in and out of the bedroom. Can you imagine? He's like the new Dr. Life Ruth. experience. Yeah, life experience. <laughs> okay. Well, in that case, uh, as requested by many fans, here's a new Ask Ronnie. Let's listen All in right. and see what Ronnie's... This is where Ronnie takes uh, fan mail and uh, answers it. Welcome to Ask Ronnie. Francine, 20, from Boston, asks, My friends are always talking about having sex with their boyfriends, but I want to have sex with my girlfriend. What technically counts as having sex? What counts as having sex? Well, basically, you're eating her out. That's having sex. You're fingering her. You're sticking, you know, you're sticking fingers in asses. You, 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 a lot of making out, a lot of sucking on tits. It's, it's, that's sex with a girl. It's the same thing as with a guy, basically, except there's no cock involved. And sometimes there is. That You know, there's strap-ons, there's dildos. You know, there's, there's other, you know, other ways of getting a girl off when you know when you're when you're gay or you're not gay or you're just trying it out some girls like both i always tell my fiance stephanie i i know she she's tried it i've been there and she uh but she she says that you know she likes it but she'd still rather have a dick but what i said to her was the best scenario for you would be would be a transvestite you have tits ass uh some a, a guy that looks like a, a hot girl and has a nice cock all that life experience it's really paying off yeah we we yeah. got a dose of it there <laughs> wow i don't even know what to say about that <laughs> except that 
Ronnie should write romance novels. He's so sexy. Uh, well, there he is. Let's see what else I got here. Oh, ton I of emails. These people are question uh, writing in these questions. I want to see them. Ton of email. Yeah, I know. Who are who are you? Uh, come forward. Ronnie really took that question seriously. He took us deep into the weeds. Well, the girl says, uh, I guess it was a girl. She says, I want to make love to my girlfriend. What constitutes sex? Like, what? <laughs> Ronnie had an answer, though. God bless him. <laughs> All right. We received a lot of email about Michael Rappaport's appearance yesterday. Ah. He had a big uh, media blast. His interaction with NBA star Kevin Durant and his lawsuit with Barstool Sports, Michael ended up getting an avalanche of hate mail from all different angles. <laughs> uh, Rappaport shit-talking finally caught up with him. Everything Kevin Durant said was accurate and delivered in exactly the same manner in which Rappaport speaks. Rappaport is a liar when he says he doesn't banter that way. Kudos to the guys for spotlighting the truth with those clips. Michael Rappaport's bullshit finally comes back to bite him in the ass. When he goofs on Gary, it's all fun and games. What a crock. Michael's just a loudmouth asshole. And finally, Michael Rappaport is a bully who can dish it out. But when it comes back to him, his feelings get hurt. Like a six-year-old, I was a fan until today. So Michael taking a big, mm, big uh, hit. fans. Oh, boy. Uh, many listeners thought uh, Michael made matters worse for himself by calling into the show. Michael Rappaport has lost his damn mind. He should not have called in. His defense went from bad to worse faster than you can say herpes clown. <laughs> uh, Matt Getz has a less incriminating interview with Tucker Carlson than Rappaport had on today's show. So this guy thinks uh, Rappaport incriminated himself. When Michael Rappaport said those clips of him bashing J.D. and Gary didn't sound like him, <clears throat> I knew he was completely full of shit. What a coward. <laughs> i mean this is what people are writing some people are going as far as to say that they think michael rapaport is now in the whack pack oh rapaport is a rat there's a code if you're going to dish it out be a man when you get smacked back he's another whack packer trying to suck up airtime i'm so tired of michael rapaport he's officially jumped the shark he's a whack packer at best so Uh, during the call, Mike uh, kept harping on the fact that Kevin Durant went after his wife. Michael was very upset about that. Kevin Durant had gone after his wife. But he denied ever mentioning Gary's wife in a fight. Well, you knew what was going to happen. Gary went back, looked up the clips. There's a clip of Michael provoking Gary on the wrap-up show in 2020, and in fact, mentioning Gary's wife. Uh-oh. See? This is what I'm saying. This is what happens. I don't know what it is, Gary. I feel I feel bad for you. I mean, but you have to look at the track record. Your wife doesn't even want to do a puzzle with you, sir. Dude, you have a wife that doesn't even want to be married to you anymore. She's called your first wife. Shit, but my wife just doesn't want to do a puzzle with me. I'm still fuck doing you, good. fucking you. See, that's a below the belt comment, you fuck. It's a two way street, you motherfucker. You cocksucker, you. John, that's a fucking below the belt. That's a fucking. That's why you get what you get. That's why you stuffed your fucking face with fucking bananas, peanuts, and chocolate chips, you gorilla. Uh, well, I do enjoy these feuds. I do. I do. I love all the nonsense. So Gary uh, digging out from the archives, 
This uh, moment in time where Michael he did. He has the ammo. Yeah, so Michael, stop denying. <laughs> Gary will just dig up the proof. All right, let's just say hi to Sam from New York. Hello, Sam. What's on your mind? Hey now, Howard. How are hey you? Good morning. Good morning. Trouble. How's it going? Uh, it's going fine. What's on your mind, Sam? Okay, I wanted to go back to the discussion of who should potentially be a host for Jeopardy, if you don't mind. Okay. Who do you think should be the host of Jeopardy? I love the idea of Eugene Levy. Eugene uh, Levy? Also, pretty much, yeah. Eugene Levy is a genius, uh, but I don't know about him hosting Jeopardy. Does he want to do something like that? I'm just I mean, talking hypothetical. Right. Thank you, Sam. Robin. All right, gotcha. All right, all right. I'm, I'm going to contact Jeopardy. I'll contact them. All right. <laughs> what the fuck am I going to do with that information? <laughs> Eugene Levy. That came out of left field. Um, I wonder if I have time. I, I want to make sure I have time. Let me let me look at the clock here. I mean, I got a little bit of time here before I talk to Mad Dog. Um, I wanted to just say before we, you know, things get dated. Uh, April Fool's uh, just was, I hate April Fool's, by the way. I, I just think it's so dumb. And people have this convoluted idea that they're playing pranks on people, but they're not even witty. It's There's no humor in them. It's like, you know, is April Fool's like you go to a movie theater and scream there's a fire? That's what people think April Fool's is. Like these ridiculous, it's just stupid and people end up just doing dumb shit and I hate the whole thing. I've always hated it. I love phony phone calls that have some wit or, you know, there's some kind, I, I love candid camera, but April Fool's is just a bunch of amateurs running around goofing on each other and I hate, I especially hate when these uh, news people celebrate April Fools, uh, uh, it's it's ridiculous. I have some examples that I wanted to get to them before we got too far away from April Fools, and I think you'll find this interesting. All right, here's the first one. You ready? All right. All right. First of all, a lot of these April Fool. Every year there are imbeciles who just go too. They go too far. They're way over the line. And they end up getting the police involved. And I hate when people waste the time of the police. The police should never be involved in your life. I think the police should arrest them and actually put them in jail. Don't waste yes. your time. You arrest these people. Life imprisonment. I'm not joking. Here's two separate stories from last week. Listen to this. Today is April Fool's Day, and sometimes pranks go a little too far or a lot too far. That's the case for a... One that drew police response in northeast Wichita this morning. Officers surrounded a home near 21st and Oliver after getting a report of a shooting at the home. Police then learned that a woman had called a family member claiming that she was shot and did it as an April Fool's joke. An April Fool's joke backfired Thursday for a woman in Springfield, Ohio. The Clark County Sheriff's Office said a female worker texted her sister saying there was an active shooter at her job. Now, the sister immediately called 911, and law enforcement from multiple police agencies responded to the plant. When they entered the facility looking for a reported active shooter, they were eventually told that the report was an April Fool's joke. Can you imagine? Wow. Put them in jail for life. For being an idiot. The judge should go, you're a moron, and we don't want you in society. 
And I'm sure the 911 operators have nothing better to do. Can you imagine that the April Fool's joke was calling her sister and saying that she's a, there's an active shooter? Yeah, but how is that an April Fool's joke on your sister? Exactly. How How is that even an April? How is that a joke? That is, I mean, you would have to say at some point, I'm joking. Don't call the police. Of course, your sister called the police. Local morning news shows love April Fool's. Gives them a chance to show off their funny side, you know. Of course, they're, they're their personality. They have banter. <laughs> on a show called Be More Lifestyle on Baltimore's Fox station, news personality Tara Reeves describes the prank she pulled on her boyfriend. Listen to this. This is here she is being a personality. My boyfriend's at the gym right now. He has a Jeep that he's obsessed with. Uh-huh. So I took it and I hid it in the garage around back. So when he comes back, I'm going to try and tell him that it was stolen because oh we always leave the keys in the Jeep. So we'll see what happens. See if, we'll see if he gets pranked. That might be the end of this with you. <laughs> Tara, I don't think Good you should do that. You're supposed to risk a whole relationship, sis. What you don't doing? Don't mess with a man's car. Don't mess with a man's car. Who is watching the news for this nonsense? I just want the news. I hate when they're personalities. And by the way, good prank. You just pranked yourself because you told everyone you leave your keys in your car. I hope some guy goes and robs you. Yeah, they really hey, get the Jeep stolen. Right. Uh, here's Jessica Morgan. She's known as the Jacksonville mom on a Jacksonville, Florida show called River City Live. She was a guest on April Fool's Day to give prank ideas. She was booked to give the prank ideas. They were mostly about messing with her kids with toothpaste. I'm not even sure this should be legal. Listen to this. They should call this segment, I Hate My Children. Listen to this. My kids are, their radar is up. So my kids will not open a pack of Oreos in my house because they know that this is what I do. So to do this, and again, I have friends, you got Oreos in the cabinet. What you want to do is you want to find a bright white toothpaste. Um, uh. You just pick an, you know, you know what's coming, right? So you know, I hear the uh. So you just take an Oreo. And you twist it off, and then you scrape it off with a knife, and then you just... Yeah, we get it. I like she's describing how to yeah, do it. Yeah, like we can't figure it out toothpaste. from what she So said. in another fun one that I just started this year was the mustard uh, toothpaste. So, again, this is their toothpaste. This is only their toothpaste. Just squeeze out a little bit of it, put a little bit of mustard in, put the cap in, put it right back in their bathroom. They're groggy. They're sleepy in the morning when they're brushing their teeth. They're not going to notice. They're going to get a face full of mustard. Again, this is a lot of fun for parents. <laughs> I listened to this. I was like, I want to call social services on this woman. I mean, what is what is, what is with messing yeah, with what people ingest? Mean. Well, you know what we do? Before the kids get up, I put cyanide in their orange juice, and then they die, and I say, April Fool's. <laughs> one, one April Fool's. Here's a good idea. I push my son down the stairs. Here's a fun one. It's a fun one. I'm going to tamper with the children's food and put toothpaste in there. I mean, wow. Oh, thank God. You know, my parents were weird with me, but I don't know. Admiral, I'm going to put toothpaste in Howard's cookies. What are you going to do? Toothpaste in Howard's cookies. What are you doing that for? For April Fool's. You should, you should urinate in his lemonade. That's right. What a great idea for April Fools! We'll urinate in Howard's lemonade. <laughs> That's right. And what's good is, 
he'll be smart. He'll never trust anyone again. He'll learn <laughs> from this. That's right. Not even it's us. Important. He won't. He won't even be able to trust us. <laughs> That's right. You, you know what you should do, Ben. What? You, you're gonna mow the lawn. Yeah. Run the lawn mower and put candy under it. And when Howard puts his hand in, it'll chop it up. <laughs> That's right. Because I put a live cobra in the toilet. <laughs> you dead? Yeah, don't sit on it. It'll bite your asshole. <laughs> but when Howard sits on it, it'll be funny. <laughs> you know, I love April Fool's and I love fooling Howard. Me too, it's my one joy. You know, you should um, jack off in the in his lunchbox. When he opens it, it'll be all the white goo. That's right, white goo. That woman was saying that her kids are on alert because they know her. <laughs> That's nice. Your safe oh. place, mommy. Yeah. <laughs> She's a fool. She should fill the toothpaste tube with super glue. To glue Howard's mouth shut. That's right. And 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 let's shave his head and piss in his face. Uh-huh. April Fools. Uh-huh. Jeez. That's really weird. No toothpaste tube is safe. Let's see what else they did. If there's one thing you should not joke about this April Fools, it's COVID. Andrea Mock, an anchor for Columbia, South Carolina, CBS station, did it anyway. Let's hear her genius April Fool's. Is April Fool's Day unnecessary? I got to say, Darcy, Brady and I did play a little prank on my mama today. Did y'all really? We did. We called Because my mom vicariously lives through us, she really cares that I'm happy. So we called her and we tried to do really sad voices. We were like, Mom, we can't go anywhere for spring break. We got exposed to COVID. She said, oh, no, Annie. Oh, Annie. And then we said, April Fools. Why would you, you do idiot. that to Gaga? I don't know. It was Brady's Terrible. idea. Terrible. <laughs> Fucking weirdos. That's their personality. Whenever they let news people have a personality, it's always dangerous. I remember as a kid listening to 1010 Wins. Once in a while, instead of reading the news, something happened, they have to ad lib. Who knows what yeah. happened? Yeah. And you'd say, oh, my God, I thought that guy was a genius. He's an idiot. They could not get out a sentence on their own. They had to have it written down for them. They could not ad lib. So what did she do? She called her mom and told her she had COVID, and that's April Fool's? Yeah, they put on sad voices and say, Mom, what a we oh, can't oh. go anywhere for spring break. Hello? Mom, it's Howard. <laughs> What's wrong with you? You sound terrible. I have COVID. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> April Fool's. Yeah. I mean, I, can, can you imagine? Uh, Columbus, Ohio CBS station meteorologist Jeff Boo thought it would be hilarious to fake sneeze on someone. He's lucky he's not dead. Pranks are fun. Jeez. And here's an easy one for you at home, kids. Grab a spray bottle, fill it with warm water. You walk by somebody, and it's not as funny as a, in a pandemic, but when we're not, you walk by somebody and you fake sneeze. You go, ah, and as you do that, you spray it. And then, like, oh, you seized on me. 
I've, I've done that to a couple people. Maybe That's not to strangers. You might get punched. I'm yeah. just saying. <laughs> Someone might hit you for that. I think they call that suicide by prank. <laughs> I mean, if someone killed that guy for doing you that, I blame think, them. No, <laughs> I'd kill him. Anyway, local news anchors are not funny. That's why they're local news anchors. But every year they try to make their little April Fool's joke. I hate it. Here's a montage from this year that will make you cringe. And I'll close out. Oh, this is all I got. So here it is. On Thursday, Oprah will give every American a new car. Not really. But Thursday is April Fool's Day. And, and Lee and Kid, I just got some breaking news. The Sox have informed me that I'm going to throw out the first pitch. April Fools! Oh, you got us, Levin. Well, South Carolina women's basketball legend Asia Wilson is launching her own luxury candle line April 2nd, 2021. So be on the lookout. Pretty cool. I know people on Twitter have already been really excited, so she's getting a lot of support already uh, for her candles. She has her own line of uh, peanut butter out right now, too. Oh, really? I didn't realize. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Didn't know that. I do like peanut butter. April Fools. Check that out. But the candles are real. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we bought it immediately. All right, I'm going to throw I can't take it. What a bunch of idiots. All right, look. Is uh, there nothing going on? They have time for this in the news. Let's just say fuck you, April Fools, and, and let's hope it goes away. <laughs> Christopher Mad Dog Russo. Of course, you can hear Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays at 3 p.m. on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82. He's been with Sirius I didn't XM. I know it was called Unleashed. Unleashed, because he's a dog. <laughs> and check out Chris's uh, podcast, Digging Up the Past, which looks at the history of the NCAA men's basketball tournament, now available on the Sirius XM app. So uh, here he is. Without further ado, I haven't had him on in a while. Christopher Mad Dog Russo. You got to love him. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How is my favorite crew over there? All right. You know, Mad Dog, I just realized I thought you were on the radio, but actually Mad Dog is yelling out his window in New Jersey. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can hear him. How Mad you Dog. doing? Yes. I'm doing good. I, I don't see you. Why is that? I, yeah, I, I don't yeah. see you either. Uh, we'll see if we can get this fixed. It's let's important see to see you. Let's, let's fix that hey, up. Hey, Howard. You, you uh, he's yes. got a, he's, he has a, a consistent internet issue, so he was there a minute ago, and now he's not. Uh, we'll get it fixed, dog. Howard, so we make sure we can see you. Here we go. We'll all get right. it straightened out. Don't you worry about a thing. We got this all under control. We you certainly understand. can hear you. That's most importantly. If you can, it is, it is radio. I mean, we could definitely. So how are you all doing, Howard? It's a pleasure to hear from you. Yeah, you know how much I love you, Robin, the whole crew. Things good? Yes. Mad Dog, you know, I want to correct something right away. Yes. The, you know, you have this feeling, I heard, that I don't have you on because of, uh, I haven't had you on in a while, because Sour Shoes does such a great impression of you. And that you feel, hey, it's it's such a good impression that, uh, you know, I feel like I've had you on when I really haven't had you on. But that's not true. I I just always kind of wait for you to contact me. And when you're, I figure when you're ready to come on, you'll come on. You know, it's funny, Howard. Uh, you do such a good job with him. And, you know, him and uh, doing the imitations with Mike and myself that I yes. almost feel like you have enough Chris Russo with Sour Shoes. So I have thrown out that as a theory. Because I have not been on, you didn't realize this, probably since September 16th, 9th, uh, 2016. So that is five years where I haven't had a chance to go on with you. And there is nobody in America that I would rather 
be interviewed by than you. And so as a result, I feel disappointed when you don't have me on. And you always send me these nice little letters, these nice photographs of you with with doing, you know, your paintings, thanking me for coming on. So I was probably a little naive there. There we go. Now I see you fine. Now I see Uh, you too. Hello, Robin. I think probably I got a little paranoid. But yes, I you did have sour shoes on a lot, and I said, you know, maybe he's gotten his Chris Russo fill through sour shoes. So that's you know, you always have fascinated me as a broadcaster, and I learned this about you. I, I like Mad Dog. I like his presentation on the air. I like his upbeat energy. I'm not a sports guy, so I don't know a lot of times what Mad Dog is ranting about because, <laughs> like, I didn't even know Mad Dog that the NCAA had anything. I watched American Idol last night. I, I heard free you say that. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I'm absolutely. Do you, at this point in your life, honestly, you know, you're getting up there in the years like we all are. Do you ever get sick of sports? Do you ever say, you know what? It takes up all my time. Absolutely. Yeah. When Absolutely. I was a younger man, it all mattered to me. It all seemed dire. It all seemed important. But now, right. like, sometimes you you can't tune out because it's your job. But it's almost like it's just so much time watching these guys play sports. Am I correct? A hundred percent, Howard. And I think that is the one thing I would say with the pandemic that has actually broadened my horizons was basically from March 11th through July, I didn't have any sports. And I was still, I had to do a show. So, I mean, I turned my attention to music. I want to get to that with you a little later. I turned my attention to that music, late 60s music, books, Netflix shows, everything from, uh, you know, the conclusion of Ozarks to The Crown to reading lots of books, a lot of authors, and the music. And the music had got me through it. And you're right. I do so much sports that I do get a little burned out by it occasionally. And from March 11th to July 13th, I didn't have any sports to do. So I See, had to go on here every day and do three hours of radio. Yeah, and I thought to myself, you could have been a really good broadcaster without, like, okay, talk a little sports. But I think you could have handled a variety of topics that, in a way, the thing I like about you, even when I would watch you on Letterman or something like that, you were opinionated. In other right. words, you had a direct opinion. You never were wishy-washy about any topic. And that, to me, is a great broadcaster. And so you didn't really need to be just a sports guy. I really feel that way about well, you, that, you know? That's a compliment, Howard. I, I mean, I learned how to do a different kind of show for those four or five months. I really did. Um, you know, I put a lot of different kind of guests on. I did some, I did some COVID. I love the uh, Allison Elwood show on uh, Epic's Laurel Canyon. So I right. did a lot of that. I actually, now think about it. Before last year, would I ever have done an hour with Roger McGuinn? Not right, a chance. Of the birds. Not a chance. Did, did you watch Queen's Gambit? The, I uh, sure did. I, I sure did. Very good show. Yes, I did. It was terrific. Did. Do you consider? Show. Do you consider chess a sport? Because I've no, played I chess. No, I don't. I, I play chess, and I used to ask guys like that. I say, you know, it doesn't seem like it's a sport, but you want to know something? I have changed my mind on that, and I'll tell you why. Because as a sport, it requires great concentration. And even Bobby Fischer, who was perhaps the greatest at the game ever, right. he talked about the physical training he had to do to sit there for four hours and concentrate in a mano a mano kind of match. It requires tremendous physical ability because try to you make one wrong move and you're fucked. So <laughs> yeah. maybe yes. maybe it is a sport. Maybe it uh, is. I uh, you could I, I don't quite look 